0: fan friday edition of the Never podcast of i am super jazzed for this episode because we get to drag other people today normally on friend on fan friday we're getting dragged like the people are dragging us but because of a uh a request by one of the loyal listeners one of the allies of the pod
1: we're gonna be doing it a little bit not a single today. one no wait, wait 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 there's no allies of the pod that's not true. Everybody in the premium Slack is not an ally of the pod because you, I, you, I felt like you I already. get into arguments you, with them you regularly. You labeled them enemies of the pod. Yes,
0: exactly. for calling you out for being wrong for something.
1: That or posting some photo of me when I was like 16 or something. Maybe I don't remember what it is. It's Just they're all my enemies. <laughs> but or there can be or saying that food allies is of the Pod. Yeah, something like that. But there there are allies of the pod that are not in the premium Slack who have not slighted me in some way. But you're all thin ice but currently you're allies of the pod, so please continue. You're really not on thin ice. You're the entire
0: reason why we have a podcast, (laughs) and we love you all dearly. Ben, uh, before we get to our topic, how are you, my friend? End of the week, you made it. Yeah, I'm sipping on iced coffee. Trevor, you want to know a big life hack? I'm sipping on an IPA currently, so depending on how long this podcast goes, it could get pretty frisky out here. Yeah, because, I
1: mean, coffee jazzes me up. Tim Horton's iced coffee, $1. Uh-huh. One dollar. Trevor, it. one dollar. Where are you getting your iced coffee?
0: Uh, Normally, I just make my own because I'm not really going anywhere these days.
1: We get it. You're an adult. You're an artisan. You spend time in your house with your things. Me? I just go to the drive-thru and I've been spending way too much money on iced coffee at a coffee establishment that will not be named heretofore but now I'm going to be going to Tim Hortons forever because their iced coffee is generally equivalent and costs a dollar. So I'm a happy camper right now.
0: Alyssa just got an espresso machine, and I've learned how to, how to work that. We get and so, it.
1: You're upper middle class geez, white. People. dude. Alyssa's cool. She's I'm just on television. i saying I
0: like Whatever. coffee.
1: With your wealth. Why do you have
0: to be such? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we've got a really fun topic that we are talking about, and it's a topic that – We actually went over a couple of weeks ago because the premium slack had it first. Everybody who is out in the premium slack probably remembers the episode that we did not too long ago where we recapped their redrafting of the entire NFL. It was a really fun exercise. They did that totally unprompted and we thought because of all the detail that they put into it and how fun it was for us to read it that we would go over it on the podcast and I thought it was a really great exercise. Uh ESPN, I'm not sure if you guys know what ESPN. Uh their slogan is the the, the Wild World market. of Sports. Yeah, they're I mean they're only available in probably a, a couple of areas, but um you know, they're you know, they're uh the biggest sports company in the world. They took this idea because they have a reporter for all 32 NFL teams and they took this redrafting idea and decided to go What did they go? Four rounds? Five rounds? How many rounds did they go here? I know it was 128 picks. Four rounds. So it was four rounds for every team. And they did it snake draft style. So the Bengals picked number one. The Chiefs picked number 32. But then in the second round, the Chiefs picked first. And the Bengals picked last. So they went through four rounds of this, redrafting every single player to be available in the NFL. And somebody said to us, I believe it was a premium Slack person, Hey, go over their draft. We'd love to hear your thoughts because we heard your thoughts on the premium Slack one. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the ESPN one as well. So if you guys are unfamiliar with this, we'd love for you to follow along with us because this podcast will make a lot more sense if you do. We'll try to do our best to explain all the picks and the situations, and I think you'll get by fine. But if you want to see this on your own, just type in in Google ESPN, 32 team redrafting the NFL and it'll pop right up and you'll be able to see it. So um, I think that's a great way to do it. Ben, what'd you think overall of how the, uh, the ESPN people did?
1: I think like, like generally that, which is, is fundamental. What we expected, they did well, right? Which is, there was a heavy focus on quarterback. They understood the positions that we, we think are are, are most valuable. I think that, that generally they understood the most valuable players of the position. And then there's a couple that are, pretty stark where it's surprising and so there's like you know like Tony oh running stark back or... pick uh actually ned oh okay yeah yeah. all right well ned now stark. i'm sad so you can take over the rest of the podcast yeah all right yeah, welcome. yeah it's my podcast so it makes sense um
0: somebody said they're gonna the boycott ones... us hold on somebody said they're gonna boycott us on monday if you don't intro the next mock draft monday
1: okay, listen i have a very clear date circled in my mind for when really? i'm going to do my yes and the more we talk about it, the more you remember it, which ruins
0: the whole point. No, 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 I remember when you're doing it. This is separate from you winning the bet saying that you could intro the show. Like somebody is just straight up saying that if you don't intro the next Mock Draft Monday with your Mock Draft Monday song, then he's just going to boycott the podcast.
1: Oh, okay. That's very kind of him. I appreciate
0: it. I was just going to give you anyway, a shout out there.
1: More of the story is this. Like overall great everybody did good work. there's a couple drafts that we're going to talk about at the end of the show where I didn't really understand what was going on and there are a couple couple picks that stand out as just I don't I don't get w- why we're making these selections but largely and this was the case with I think the, the one that the premium slack did as well this is a really cool and good way to look at the league and get an understanding yes. from a consensus perspective on where we're valuing people who are the building blocks in the current NFL who are the special guys at each position besides quarterback. It's it's a great great exercise. Yeah, I
0: I, I want to say this before we start out. And I said at the beginning that we get to we get to roast other people and this exercise it, it is a great exercise to do. It's so much fun to involved in it's so much fun to observe from afar of course there's going to be a handful of picks that you might have overthought here that people are pointing out in a vacuum because they get hindsight for it but it's kind of different when you're on the clock and this is it like you said it's a really cool way to recognize some of the young talent in the league now before we get into our notes because we're going to go over some picks that we thought were really odd throughout the first four rounds and then the end of the podcast Ben and I are going to give five draft hauls that we really loved, and then three that we absolutely hated. But you've got to remember uh, the premise of this draft was you've got to win a Super Bowl within the next five years. That Very was, important. Five that year was the goal here. So you get a five-year window. Ben, I'll start with you. What's the first odd pick that you want to talk about in this draft?
1: Aaron Donald shouldn't have gone at five. Like, basically, like the first quarterback not taken was probably going to be the most odd pick just overall. But to say that, all right, I want to win a Super Bowl in five years, I can't have Patrick Mahomes. I can't have Russell Wilson. I can't have Lamar Jackson. I can't have Deshaun right. Watson. Those being the first four picks, yeah. Looks like I have to grab Aaron Donald. Or, or excuse me. Uh, yeah. It just doesn't make too much sense to me. Like, you have Dak Prescott. Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, all still available. You have. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say here. Hold on. Let's
0: because like let's figure out this line because I agree this is a really interesting question. Who would you say, just of the entire NFL, who would you say that if you were doing this format where you've got to win a Super Bowl in the next five years, who is the first non-quarterback player you are taking?
1: Right. What- Extremely difficult question. Yeah. I think my answer is Tredavious White or Stephon Gilmore. You don't I think have it, to have, like, one even. You can name yeah. a couple. I, I think—and and, and this gets a little bit into coverage pass rush, you know, the conversation of 2019. But I'm pretty sure for me it's Tredavious White or Stephon Gilmore because player who can consistently beat blocks one-on-one against elite tackles on the outside is extremely valuable— Player who can consistently man cover wide receiver ones on the outside is extremely valuable. Who is more valuable? Well, I can synthesize pressure a lot easier than I can synthesize coverage. I can create pressure with alignment, with stunts, with blitzes a lot more easily than I can say, we're going to cover DeAndre Hopkins, right? So to me, if I can get a guy who can cover a wide receiver one and then I can come back and I can grab another elite man cover defender, which no spoiler alerts here, but Detroit. Uh, with the third pick, got Derwin James and Tredavious White. And to me, and so they they added no trench players. They went quarterback, Derwin, Tredavious White, and then wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And no trench players, obviously it's scary, it doesn't feel great, you win the game in the trenches. But I look at Trey White and Derwin James and I go, I can now play man coverage against anybody. And that's extremely relieving to me yeah. when it comes to building my team and trying to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. I don't so think I I'm, think my player would be Trey White or Stephon Gilmore. Okay,
0: so before we get too far away from the main point, let's say that those guys are the first guys that you're taking. I'm going to name off a quarterback, and you're going to tell me whether you would have this player. Like You would rather draft Trey White or Stephon Gilmore over this quarterback. To to complete the goal of winning a championship in five years. You ready? Yes. Drew Brees.
1: Uh, You're starting me off with a hard one. Because I think I have exactly one year left of Brees is my Mm -hmm. problem. So, to me, it's Trey Weyer, Stephon Gilmore. Okay. Dak Prescott. Oh, Prescott.
0: Carson Wentz. Wentz. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Matt Ryan. Ryan. Matt Stafford. Stafford. Joe Burrow. Burrow. Tom Brady.
1: Brady. Kyler Murray. Murray. Oh, Murray a hundred (laughs) times. Baker Mayfield. You want want to talk about the the best value pick of this entire first round? No, 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 no. We're going to get to it. Don't worry about it. Baker Mayfield. Yes, Baker. Yes, Baker.
0: Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: I think Jimmy's not good. This is hard. (laughs) I really don't like, like, I just, I don't. Jimmy does very little that impresses me. Okay. Probably still Garoppolo, though. Josh Allen. Yeah, Allen. I take Allen. Drew Locke. Oh, my God. Locke's been good for exactly, like, two games. <sighs>
0: I think this is a line though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we've kind of yeah. found the line here where you really debate where right. there was somebody who in the comments of the original tweet for this draft said like, how are the first 15 picks not quarterbacks? And when you think to yourself, you're like, Oh, you've never done an exercise like this before. But then you really think about it and you go, yeah, right. All right. So, maybe, you know, he, he,
1: might, he might have a point. So last night, uh, we were talking on Friday on Thursday night, uh, PFF, uh, uh, George, Eric, Mu, uh, his name is Timo, I learned, and I already said George, and Kevin, along with Evan Silva and Josh Hermsmeyer, did this exercise, the six Mm -hmm. of them drafting for 30 teams. Yeah, I believe they got to pick 27 before a non-quarterback was taken, and it was Chris Godwin, who we were talking about in the pre-show and continues to be a topic of conversation forever because he's amazing. Um, The question I'm asking myself is just simply – is this quarterback able to be a starting caliber quarterback for the next two to three years? And like, if I answer yes to that, or if it's even like there's like a good shot, right. I'm taking him. That's why I ended up on Garoppolo, where I did, right? Where I said I, I think I would take him because while I don't have a lot of love for Garoppolo, guess what? Garoppolo just played in a Super Bowl, and there was a lot that got him there, certainly. But he did because he's functional, and and a functional quarterback. You know, we talk about this all the time. Right. Like when I when I talk about evaluating quarterbacks, I've said in this podcast, the first the question I ask myself, do I want to take him at first overall or not? Like that's that's it's a very simple framework, right? Sometimes you have to boil it down to binary. Is this the guy or isn't he? And if he has a shot of being the guy, that's more valuable because of the nature of the position of course. than any talent at any other position. Yeah, no, who would I, be I your, who would be your player. I'm curious. I said Gilmore, Tredavious White, your first non quarterback selected, Trev, who do you think it would be? I would want to say an offensive lineman.
0: Tackle? Like, I'd say a tackle, because, like, at that point, I think the nature of the question is, I mean, let's say it's like a PFF scenario where you're picking, you know, in the 20s, and 20 quarterbacks have gone off the board, right? So at that point, I would then just be trying to probably build the best offensive line that I can, knowing that, Within the next five years, I'm probably going to get a better quarterback anyway. So I, I, I'd be tempted to say the best offensive tackle, which <laughs> it, which Ronnie Stanley went six overall here. Right. Uh, Ronnie Stanley was also the first offensive tackle in the premium slack draft. Then another offensive tackle didn't get picked until David Bakhtiari at
1: 35. Yeah, which like I got like I, I'm pretty sure I said. I don't know. I said it in favor of Brian Ramchick. I brought up the fact that Stanley was going to get a big bag. Stanley is going to get a big bag. He's deserving of a big bag. Great. Man, we did not have this sort of love for Ronnie Stanley until Lamar Jackson became the quarterback, and that kind of stands out to me a little bit, right? Like this exercise last year, that pick is Laramie Tunsil. And it's Stanley, and Stanley's playing really well. You could argue Stanley's better than Tunsell, and I would not have a, a strong case to make against you. I'm just saying I don't know when we decided Stanley was a top-10 pick in the league-wide redraft, because to oh, me, that's I, healthy. I, I, no, 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 I, I don't think that's yeah. the case. That's why it's weird for me, and that's why I had
0: hesitation, because if this was, say, like, you know, like if Tyron Smith were 26 years old or whatever, my answer would be Tyron Smith. Like, my answer would, like, I would love to lean a franchise left tackle if I could and whatever this format is, but I'm not taking Ronnie Stanley that high. And I'd probably take Ryan Ramchick over him, but um, that's probably where I would lean. I would probably try to make offensive tackle work, but if I couldn't make that work, then I don't know, Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, they're all in the mix there. It's probably one of those two dudes, honestly.
1: To me, yeah, to me, I think uh, the offensive tackles, it's, it's a conversation between Tunsil, Stanley and Ramchick, Ramchick with the, the health and concern kind of, uh, puts him a, a peg below, though the, the on field talent's really quite something. So, Stanley or Tunsell, I just don't think we should be talking to the, about them at six. You know, yeah, that's a simple reality.
0: Uh, my first point that I'll bring up, I'll stay with the quarterback um, because you, I, I know that you said you had a note about who is the biggest deal in this draft. Drew Locke went 15 in this draft. And yeah. to no one's surprise, for Drew Locke going that high, he went to the guy picking for the Denver Broncos. But, like, Drew Locke went ahead of... And I'm just talking about quarterbacks here. Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford. Like, I,
1: right. How? Here's, right, Here's the thing. Let's say Locke... Ends up better than everybody on this list, including like Mahomes and Wilson and Jackson. Right? Cool. Like what we saw from Locke. <laughs> that was and, most and, casual. And, that was the most casual. You probably just elevated Drew Locke to a Hall of Fame status ever.
0: So let's say he's better than them. Yeah. Cool. Cool. cool.
1: I have, well, me as a, a noted, uh, you know, speaker of the quote. The thing to remember about Drew Locke is that he's not good. Yeah. Um, Locke was. Better in that situational starting in Denver than I thought he would be under those contexts, right? Offense that's not catered for him. Offensive line still rebuilding. Random middle of the year starting. That was a better performance I thought we were going to get. So you got, let's say at, at the uh, at the nicest, right? At the um, at the most kind to Locke, you got five games of Locke being great. I will use all five games, which I don't think is is, is actually true, and I will use great. You got like nine games of Kyler being great last year. Yeah. No, no. no. Th- right? this this pick doesn't make any sense. You've got four seasons of Matt Ryan being near elite. Not yeah. great, near elite. Yeah. You've got six, seven seasons of Stafford being great at a minimum, and you've got a couple seasons in there that were near elite and not just great. No, Matt, like, even if you are all the way in on lock, there's just more data way that is more. equivalent on other dudes. So like you can think Locke is worth this pick. Fine. Like I, I don't, but if you're like Locke is worth 15, cool. But you can't say that he's got a, a more certain and more positive projection than Kyler at this stage in their careers. There's just no logic for that. I don't I mean, even I, guess, if,
0: I don't even know if I'm picking Drew Locke over Cam Newton. You know like I like a health
1: I think yeah, helping, health thing is question.
0: Like for sure. But like I'm pretty sure I'm pulling the trigger on Cam Unless somebody comes up to me, he's like, "Hey, man, Cam, Cam uh, can't play." Unless like I get that tap on the shoulder, I'm even I'm picking Cam Newton over Drew Locke. Which Cam yeah, went? Where did Cam go? Cam went. Cam went 36 in the second round to Tennessee.
1: Yes. Um, right, and that's the thing. Like, I, I definitely, it were I in this exact scenario, four rounds, build a team, whatever. The first thing I would do would be disqualify people for health. I would draft four extremely healthy football ooh, players, ooh, players ooh, right? Ooh,
0: ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah.
1: Would you, you take? Would you rather take Drew Locker, James Winston? Yeah. See, this is a whole thing right here. I thought I when know, I said, I know that's why. I thought, him. I thought when I said I would disqualify players for health, you were going to ask me if I would have been willing to draft Carson Wentz. The answer to which is yes. But anyway, coward. Locke or Winston. Yeah. Where did Winston go? Drew Locke
0: went fifteen. Winston went. Oh boy.
1: Oh There's boy. there there's there's this is difficult. There's a sensation here, which is like we know what Winston is, right? Like Winston's like is why I got... it's interesting. Right. Cause because Jameis is like, listen, like in, in the the piece that he did with, I believe, Ty Don after Bleacher Report, he was like, so I got LASIK and I dropped 15 pounds. And it's like, that's awesome, Jameis. You're still going to throw 20 picks. Like, it's just, he kind of is what he is a little bit. Um,
0: you don't got to tell say him ja-
1: I'll say, yeah, Winston at 95 is a lot better than Locke at 15. Um, oh, yeah, he went 95. The, he went 95. Yeah, 95 to the Niners. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Niners no, no, no,
0: Picks included, I'd much rather have Jameis yeah, at 95.
1: Yeah. I think, I think straight up, I think I, I would still lean Locke. But neither one of these players are players that I would go chasing in this situation. Listen, the public discourse on Jameis has gotten a little bit nuts. This guy's had four seasons to start and I believe has made the playoffs none. Let me check here. yeah. Yeah, you're correct. He's had three full seasons of starting, five total seasons of starting, and he has yet to really bring the team to a a place of consistent success. Now, there's been stretches of prolific offense on last year under Bruce Arians being the most impressive. But there really hasn't been for me anything that's like, aha, and now I'm going to be a consistent playoff competitor. Which the same is true of Locke. But Winston's done it for five years, Locke's done it for five games. Who was your biggest
0: uh steal of this draft before I go? Kyler on. Murray at seventeen. Yeah, 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 what yeah. are we talking about? Yeah. So
1: folks, where would you have picked Kyler in this draft? Your tiers to me go Mahomes top tier, Wilson next tier, and then for me, three four would be Lamar and Deshaun. And then after that, I go Dak, Carson, Kyler as what I would call the next Tier of quarterbacks I'd be looking to go into. So to me,
0: I would have taken Murray. T- I would have taken Kyler at five.
1: Yeah. So to, right. To, to me, at five, I were Miami with the four that came off the board. Like I'd I said, Tyler. I would have been looking at Dak, Kyler, and Wentz. Yeah. And I would have f- flipped three coins. I don't know. How do you choose between three things? I rock, paper, scissor to myself. You know what <laughs> I mean? Oh, not scissor myself. Nope. This, I would not have been, I would have tried to figure out a way to decide between the three. And I would have been unsuccessful. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's very hard. I guess like, I would want Murray for the QB run, but it's more so a scramble thing. It's not like you can really design it around him as much. Um, no, he's just It would have been platform. one of the three. Say again?
0: No, I said he was just. He, he's just good off platform. I'm saying
1: Murray is. Right. Well, I'm like he's he's got the best running threat of the three, given where Carson's athleticism is right now, uh, and Prescott's obviously a good runner. He's the best of the three, but also like. He doesn't really have the frame where I want to give him design runs. He's got to you know ski daddle his way out of bounds. He's a smaller dude. Um, I, I, I think it would have been Kyler. Then again, you do go up against a, a, a certainty thing here, uh, degrees of certainty. Whereas Murray's had one season, one season that was good in an offensive system that is unlike most in the league. Yeah, right? but he's very so, talented. I mean, like yeah, I think
0: that you can see that. Right.
1: So yeah, I, I probably Murray if I had to pick between the three. Um, but. That, that would have been my next tier, guys.
0: Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, before we moved on to some other picks, and then we'll probably inevitably get back to quarterbacks, what are we doing with the Matthew Stafford hate? I don't really understand what we're doing here because Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, and to a lesser extent, Matt Ryan, but still Matt Ryan- went ahead of matthew stafford
1: okay no no, under no circumstances should stafford have gone ahead of ryan i will fight you to the death on this ryan above stafford is tried and true
0: i'm 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 picking matthew stafford above matt ryan every time what are you smoking put no you're not put
1: matthew stafford on a team that's not
0: detroit and look at his career
1: okay hey listen stafford's been a pro 11 seasons. Ryan's been a pro for 12 seasons. Ryan has had a better career than Stafford in almost every single way you slice it. Which way are we slicing it
0: now? Now I'm looking uh, this up. Now I'm looking this up.
1: Higher yards per attempt, higher adjusted yards per attempt, higher touchdown percentage, lower interception percentage. He has a lower completion percentage. Wow, look at that. Yeah, wow. I suck. I'm the worst. I think Matthew um, Stafford's
0: the better quarterback. I think he's. I think i no. thought that the whole time.
1: No, 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 no. Under no circumstances. Okay, let's go. Intended, oh, they only have it for two years with the intended air yard stuff. Um, he has a lower sack percentage. He has more fourth quarter comebacks. He has more game-winning <before> drives. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't give me
0: the comeback thing. Don't no 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 no! Don't give me that. Matt Ryan's played an extra year, and in fact, Matt Ryan's played forty more games in his career, and he's got like two more fourth quarter comebacks and four more game winning drives than Stafford does. They're basically on the exact same level, and Stafford has more yards per game throughout his entire career. The rest of the stuff is efficiency stuff. It's it's it's, it's like cast stuff.
1: He has a higher uh, AV. I'm looking at all that just, just uh, PFR stuff right now. you realize higher how bad the Lions have been, What's that? Do you realize how bad the Lions have been? I'm aware of how a lot of the Lions have been. I'm I'm pretty sure they'd be a better team if Matt Ryan were their quarterback because Matt Ryan's a better oh quarterback than Matt Stafford. Oh, my gosh. Is, I'm not with not, you. I am I not no with like you. Just, I'm not this. with you. I'm not with you. Listen, okay, 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 okay. A case for Stafford, like, I think Stafford at 28, which I, uh, he went to Baltimore, so 28, is way too low. And and I definitely think that Stafford should have been gone more so around where Ryan went, which is late teens. Ryan went at 16 to Atlanta. I think like when you look at 19, the Chicago taking Garoppolo, 18, Pittsburgh taking Bridgewater, I would have taken Stafford over both of those players no question. Now, Stafford mm-hmm. is is experiencing what we believe to be a career renaissance in the Daryl Bevel offense. We have eight games of proof of this proof here being one that Stafford's been made better by an offensive coordinator. Who's catering better to his needs. Not because he's like gotten better as a passer. He's remained basically the same player. It's just the offense fits what he does. He's got two skyscraper wide receivers who he just chucks the ball up to Stafford was the most aggressive passer last year per next gen stats and just throwing it into contested windows. And the reason we only have eight games of evidence is because he's coming off of a, a pretty major back injury. So I have Ryan, who has been unbelievably healthy, right? He has missed one game in the last decade. He's missed three games in his career. That is pretty wild. Against Stafford, who's coming off of a back injury, is also in his 30s, and who has, I cannot emphasize this enough, been a worse player than Ryan. So I'm not surprised Stafford is, is drafted below Ryan. To me, it's appropriate. I would have certainly had Stafford more so at 2019, 18, but certainly still after Ryan. I can't believe you think Stafford's better quarterback than Ryan. This is shocking to me. It's because
0: he is. Okay. You flip positions. I think Matthew Stafford has the better career. I just think he's the better talent. I think Matthew Stafford's a better talent than Matt Ryan is. And I also, like, don't mean to take away from Matt Ryan. I mean, like, Matt Ryan's been awesome. That's why I said to a much lesser extent Matt Ryan. But, like, if I'm deciding between the two dudes, like, I think Matthew Stafford's better. And he's a better quarterback.
1: Thanks for listening to the show. This was the last episode ever, and this was a great time. What's well, your next note. Let's um, talked about Murray. Bridgewater, yep. Roblox High. First running back off the board was Christian McCaffrey at 20. Uh, and then we, I don't think, had any other running backs in the first round. I respect the chutzpah. I don't get it. Uh, no reason to be drafting running backs. I also think we were too early on wide receivers. As a general, like, so we had four receivers go in, in the first round. Michael Thomas at 22 to Buffalo. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 26 to Houston. Mike Evans, 27 to Seattle. And then Tyreek Hill at 29 to Tennessee. It's well, These are top wide receivers, no doubt about that. But wide receiver is such a talented and deep position overall that it's not what I want to go chasing early picks. Whereas offensive tackle, alternatively, also a position of significant need on any offense, does not have the depth of talent. And accordingly, the top players are at a greater premium. So this is what I would have expected Offensive tackles to go, not wide receivers. Dalvin Cook was a weird one for me. Dalvin Cook Uh, went
0: 33. He was the second running back taken after Christian McCaffrey went 20th overall. Dalvin Cook was the next dude. When Saquon Barkley was sitting right there. That was super weird to me. Not only did a running back even like went that high. I mean, we're looking at... Ryan ramcheck Miles Garrett, David Bakhtiari, Jalen Ramsey, T.J. Mm-hmm. Watt, Josh Allen, the deep, the pass rusher. I mean, like all these dudes are still on the board, and we're out here picking Dalvin Cook. I don't yeah,
1: understand. Actually, Adam, uh, excuse me, Adam. I'm sorry, I don't know your, your last name, but Adam Tiker, Tiker, uh, whoever was picked for the Chiefs and his like little recap was like, I made a mistake taking Cook there. I should have taken a quarterback. Which. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> So if, if we take this to transition, okay, all right,
0: okay, then he had, yeah. at least he admitted it because I, I did not get the cook pick at all.
1: Well, yeah. So if we take this the transition here, KC um, was 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 one of my three least favorite classes wow, because they grab Stephon Gilmore at thirty two, which I love, and then they take Dalvin Cook at thirty three, which I don't get, and then at ninety six they take Nick Chubb, who you know also is a running back. So they have two running backs, which I think grabbing position two for any position on this exercise is probably not great practice. But especially for running back where uh, you're just, you can't ahead, get both ahead. these guys on the field at the same time. So the Chiefs were one of my least favorite classes, largely because of the double dipping at running back, which included Cook.
0: Uh, do you have another point that you want to get to? I don't want to double dip before I give you the chance to speak.
1: No, no, no. I think we should, let's do our tops and worst classes. No, 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 no. Hold on.
0: I've got one more that I want to do. Hit me with that. Well, I actually have a couple more that I want to do. Uh, one. Ben, how many games has Jarrett Stidham started in the NFL?
1: Hang on, I gotta grab my calculator real quick.
0: Zero. Okay, and just working off of that zero number, how many passes has he completed in the NFL?
1: I gotta divide and and, uh, multiply PEMDAS here real quick. Uh, Four.
0: Isn't it like half interceptions, or is was just one of them interceptions? He has
1: attempted four passes. Yeah, he has taken an intercept. He has thrown an interception, and he has also taken a sack. Okay, so I don't know if that's five dropbacks, six, whatever, but yeah. Ben Jared Stidham went in the
0: third round of this draft.
1: Hey, listen, Bill Belichick has him as a starting quarterback. Jared
0: Stidham didn't even go in the third round of his own draft. I mean, he's spelled Belichick. means he's good. You guys have to, like, think about this. Jared Stidham did not even go in the third round of his own draft. He went in the fourth round. He's never—he has has not done jack squat. And you are picking him over (laughs) proven NFL players. Just wild to me. That one was, I saw Jared Stidham in this draft, and I'm like, there's no way his name's even in this draft, right? That was proven wrong. Uh, Jerry Judy got picked ahead of Amari Cooper. The wide I, receivers were weird. Wide receivers were weird across the board. That was very interesting. Uh, Justin Tucker was a kicker who went in the fourth round of this draft. Big shout out. I guess. Oh, I forgot about that. I saw that, and I was just like, no. And then the big surprise to me, this is the biggest surprise to me. Kenny Galladay went in the fourth round. Kenny Galladay was one of the last 15 picks in this draft.
1: When I look at my top drafts, it's all because they waited on wide receivers and then got great value picks at wide receivers. Like I have New England who got Amari at 87 as one of my top drafts, largely because that's a tremendous like X receiver wide receiver so thick that you don't want to be drafting the fourth receiver. You want to be drafting the 14th receiver because he might be on any given season as good if not better than the fourth receiver. You, that's, you take advantage of the thick class, right? It was so it, wild. Yeah. Me. The whole thing was wild to me. Uh, before we get to
0: our top fives, because we're going to do our top five favorite classes and bottom three, least favorite classes. Next, we got to talk to the good people about bill bar guys. The built bar deal is still going on. If you use the promo code locked on, When you buy your first box of protein bars, you get $10 off. And that's a great deal because they've got 16 different flavors. You could choose from whatever one you want. We guarantee that you're going to find one that you love. If you've already had a box, if you're ordering a new box, let us know if you find a favorite new go-to because Ben and I are always trying to find out what we're doing. I haven't ordered a box in like, Man, I'm 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 been slacking. It's been like a week and a half. I got to get my next Imagine. box in there. But I gotta hear you guys. Gotta tell me which box you wanna you want me to do next because I've had a couple of different ones. I've had the chocolate raspberry one. I've had the peanut butter one, and then I had the I can't remember which chocolate one it was, but it was just like one of the plain chocolates. If that was chocolate, baby. It was probably that one. If you've had something different from that, let me know if it's really good because I want to get a new one for my next box. So you guys got to let me know if you haven't had one yet. You can go order a mixed batch, a mixed batched box. Oh, that was a little bit of a tongue twister there. You can get multiple flavors in a single box, and that can count towards your first box. So you could try a couple of different flavors. You could figure out which ones you want. They're great for your macros. They've got, I think it's seven times less carbs and sugars than what you would consider like a normal protein bar, but they also have 13 grams. 15 grams 18 grams and sometimes 20 grams of protein so you can find which one you want sometimes the calories vary but generally they're pretty low you, you can fit them in basically anywhere you want around your diet in between meals they're just a great thing to add to your diet and they're they're a good way to boost your macros in that way too so you can have them before and after a workout middle of the day if you're bored because you're <laughs> sick and tired of working at home, you know you can just use these to kind of spice up your day a little bit. I guess sweeten up your day is a better way to say it. But head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LockedOn. Get ten dollars off. Ben, let's go as we typically do. Five to one, your favorite draft um, from five to your favorite.
1: Yeah, and so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in my top five. Uh, so uh, I have to make some decisions it's not here.
0: Not
1: allowed. Uh, for actually, okay. For the fifth, I'm gonna put the Eagles, uh, which I was very pleased to see the Eagles draft, as I tweeted. The Davis came out, Jesus, everybody was mad. Here we go. You can't tell me this is a bad draft.
0: Here we. You can't go. tell me this is a bad draft. No, it's a good
1: draft. I, it's it's not in my top five, but it's fine. It's a good draft. Right. So the Eagles picking at 21 got Baker Mayfield, which to me was one of the best later quarterback picks. Right. When you look at all, all the 32 picks. Just in a line, obviously, it's tough to get a good quarterback late. I think Stafford was one of the best picks that we talked about. The Ravens at 28. But I was impressed with what the Eagles were able to do at 21 getting Baker. After Garoppolo, after Bridgewater, he was the best quarterback left. Uh, Chase Young, they get the best player from this year's draft class going very unknown, very young at edge. It's tricky. But young also like you know rookie edges produce second year edges produce edges a pretty quick position to get production out of Lane Johnson in the third round's nuts he's one of the best tackles I know we talked about I would take Stanley Tunsell, or, or Ramchick Ramchick the injury thing also you know the whole right tackle thing if you matter if that matters to you but Lane's one of the best young tackles in the league and then AJ Brown being the receiver in the fourth round I I would have gone for a more veteran guy just because there's some uncertainty there with Young and with Baker I think I would have gone a little bit older but. Brown had a tremendous rookie season and that's where you get value at wide receiver. So five Eagles for me Four Dallas. So shut up because Dallas is higher. (laughs) Um, Kyler Murray, like I said, being absolutely one of my favorite uh, picks, probably the best value pick. I don't love what they did after it. Tyron Smith, uh, obviously one of the top tackles in the league, but injury concerns Keenan Allen, Another great wide receiver in the third round, but injury concerns. And then Max Crosby at the edge, which Crosby had a really nice rookie season. But this was a fourth round pick a year ago, right? So there is some uh, uncertainty baked into that. So I didn't love two, three, and four, but one was such a good pick to me that I was over the moon. Um, Three is Detroit. I brought Detroit earlier. Lamar at three is great. There was no way you could go wrong if you're picking one of the top four quarterbacks. Lamar, personally one of my favorites. So Lamar. Uh, Derwin and, and, and Trey White really building out the secondary. Like I said, they can man-cover anybody. I think that's a really big deal. DJ Moore being their receiver in the fourth round wouldn't have been my pick, but like I said, this is like late receivers where I'm going to really, really value people making those decisions. Um, second for me is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who at nine got Dak Prescott, which I thought was a really, really strong value for Dak. Danielle Hunter, great value in the second round. It's one of the top edges in the league. Juju Smith-Schuster in the third round wouldn't have been my pick at wide receiver. No problem, it's not an issue. And then Marshawn Lattimore in round four. I mean, I just made Marshawn Lattimore a defensive player of the year pick. I, I view him yeah. as a top tier corner. Uh, and for the fourth round, is just stealing. I can't explain that one to me. Like Jalen Ramsey went in, like the forties, and Marshawn Lattimore's in the hundreds, and to me, that's just crazy. ridiculous. That was that but, yeah. was
0: that was pretty crazy.
1: And then my number one favorite draft class uh, across the board, just four value picks, was the New York Giants. Deshaun Watson at four. Yannick Ngakwe uh, at the late second round. Teron Armstead, who I would say is the tackle playing better ball than anybody else in the league right now, in the third round. He doesn't even have as big of injury concerns as you've got with Teron Smith. Uh, So uh, Teron Armstead in the third round, and then Allen Robinson in the fourth round. Allen Robinson in the fourth round is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like Kenny Galladay (laughs) in the fourth round, Allen Robinson in the fourth round. And it's like the fifth to last pick in the entire draft is Allen Robinson. Shut up. Like So to me... that was the one draft where i was like every single one of these picks i can't even argue with i thought it was tremendous cincinnati also is in my top five but it's not fair because they got the first pick and they got my homes like yeah, it's just so like you know since
0: he since he's my since he was my number five um right they have Mahomes. they didn't blow it at number one but they also added josh allen the pass rusher laramie Tunsil in the third round the offensive tackle and then tyler lockett in the fourth round um it was also at the very end of the fourth. This is the last fourth-round pick, so it's not like they could have had Kenny Galladay or um, Allen mm-hmm. Robinson. So it's just like this was this is the last wide receiver in the fourth round. So I like the Bengals draft. You mentioned New York there. New York is my number four team, uh, highlighted by... Man, I mean, they just had a really good draft. Deshaun Watson with number one, or their their first pick at number four. Yannick Ngakwe, Teron Armstead, and then Allen Robinson. I think that you're right. That was... It was pretty crazy that they were able to put all that together. That's a lot of overlooked talent. I think there were there were a lot of teams that probably should have drafted those guys a lot sooner. Baltimore Ravens were number three for me. Uh, they had Matthew Stafford. Big shocker here that I like this one. Julio Jones, J.J. Watt, and Stefan Diggs. So this is an older lineup for sure, but all you got to do is win a Super Bowl within a five-year window. It doesn't have to be in years four or five, so you don't have to draft super young guys. You can draft players that are ready to contribute right away. And I think that I think that that draft was a really strong one. Uh, Jags, Jags were my second team as well. Dak Prescott, Denell Hunter, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marshawn Lattimore. I, when I saw the Marshawn Lattimore pick, I was like, "There's, this has got to be a typo, right?" I mean, like, there's yeah. no way that he lasted this long. But that's what makes him one of my favorite. And then the Lions were my favorite pick. It's a little bit weird because, like you said, there's no trench players. It's Lamar, it's Derwin, it's Tredavious White, and it's DJ Moore. But I love all four of these guys. I think DJ Moore is a stud. And to get him at pick 126 in the fourth round, like just before the draft was ending, I think I think that's a home run too. So, loved all four of those picks. That's my one through five I've got three teams though, kind of similarly like you did. I've got three teams under a list that like could have been great. Um, Was there another team that you didn't mention that you wanted to mention? Because I know you had a couple of ties.
1: Yeah, so like I said, I thought New England's class was really solid. Sam Darnold is one of your best bets as a late quarterback. It's not great, but it's there. TJ Watt, 42, love it. Mark Cooper, 87, love it. Frank Clark, 106, love it. I know I said I didn't really want to double up at a position, but Clark is great enough value at 106 after Watt at 42 mm-hmm. that I'm fine with it for in that direction. And then I liked what Tennessee did, even though Tyreek Hill is that early pick, uh, like I guess going wide receiver early. They take Newton at 36, which Newton was a, a, a stab, a shot in the dark I was willing to take in the 20s. Getting him in the 30s is great. Fletcher Cox at 93, uh, the only other interior rushers that I really feel like, like you, Donald, obviously, and then like Cox, Jones, Grady, Jarrett, like those are the guys you're going to go after. At 93 is good, and then Jair Alexander at 100, that's the man cover guy that I, I feel really strongly about as another top tier corner. So largely Alexander and Cox make me really excited about this. And I think that I was looking for the team that got Newton, and he got him even later than I expected. So I like Tennessee's a fair bit as well.
0: The ones that I really loved. Uh, Tampa was one of my could-have-been-greats. They were right outside my top five. They had Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Chris Jones, and Kenny Galladay. Getting Chris Jones and Kenny Galladay in the third and fourth round, respectively, is amazing. I love Alvin Kamara. I want to make sure that that's clear. I'm not taking him in the second round of a redraft. You know, like, I'm, I, I'm just not doing it. And so when I look at these four names... I think to myself, like, okay, this is a really solid draft, but just knowing value of it, I'm like, okay. I I just wish this was a different pick other than a running back pick. So Rams are another one. Rams drafted Christian McCaffrey in round one, but then they got Bobby Wagner, Jared Goff, Dante Fowler. I don't love the McCaffrey pick, and I don't love the Dante Fowler pick. If you change those around, which I think they could have. That's why they're in in my could have been great. If you change those a little bit, if you get a different player in there in the first round instead of McCaffrey... I think we're talking because I think that Jared Goff in the third round is fine. And then getting Bobby Wagner in the second, I think is fine. Um, Patriots were my last one. Patriots, I'm I'm going to list off their second, third, and fourth round picks. TJ Watt, Amari Cooper, and Frank Clark. And then I'm going to emphasize that it was Sam Darnold in round one who I don't love. Getting yeah, that's Watt, a thing. Cooper, and Clark in second and third and fourth rounds is crazy. That's a right. great draft outside. Like,
1: of is is the New England team better than like the Detroit team, the Giants team? Probably no. But like, I was as impressed, if not more impressed, with the players they're able to get. When you're picking in the twenties, you have your limited quarterback options. You get a quarterback, which I believe is the appropriate recourse. And then you're able to, to make really nice value picks. Right? like That, to me, is as impressive as like being able to draft well and have that really great quarterback and then just attack important positions later. You All know right. what I mean? Three we didn't
0: like, and then we'll get out of here.
1: Yeah, so I brought up Kansas City earlier to remind you of the picks. Stephon Gilmore, Dalvin yeah. Cook, Nick Chubb,
0: yeah. yep. Tyrod they're, Taylor. They're in mind. They're number two for me. So
1: Yeah, so that, that I, I, I didn't love. I have Houston on here as well. DeAndre Hopkins with the early pick. Like I said, I, I don't love going wide receiver early. Saquon Barkley in round two. I just don't need to be going running back in this sort of exercise. The, the, the position does not bring enough value. It's not a don't matter thing. It just does not bring enough value uh, for to warrant that pick. And then the one that also, like, I, I get it but I don't get it is Arizona. Uh, Drew Brees, Chandler Jones, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson. There's a great football team in 2014. But right now I've got three players. I've got... uh uh, breeze at 41 chandler jones at 30 aj green at 31 patrick peterson who's about to turn 30 in july so yeah for the next five years if everybody stays healthy but breeze green are not guaranteed health you know uh bets at all right and and then peterson and and jones being great vets and, and 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 really quality players at their position but in three years they could just be Vets, all it takes is a little bit of athletic depreciation. You're in a really bad spot here. You have no developing talent. So I, I didn't like the way the Cardinals went about it. Um, Were they number one? I missed that You said the, number one. The, oh, yeah, no. The Chiefs were the worst for me. Oh, okay, um, I, okay. I just kind of did three, yeah, like uh, abstractly. Okay. Bears
0: were my number three team that I didn't like the most. They had Jimmy Garoppolo, then Derrick Henry, then Jerry Judy, then Eddie Jackson. Love Eddie Jackson. Oh, yeah.
1: Wait. But This is a bad draft.
0: Yeah, not a fan of what's going on here. Number two is the Chiefs. Ben pretty much highlighted everything that went on with the Chiefs and the reason why he didn't like it. Uh, And then number one, Denver Broncos. Drew Locke at 15. Travis Kelsey in the second round, okay. Isaiah Simmons in the third, okay. Corlin Sutton in the fourth, good. But it all starts with that Drew Locke pick just being... Not about it. Can't recover. Cannot recover from Drew Locke at number 15. Just can't do it. A lot of missed opportunity there. That was fun. I thought that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that exercise. I, this is something that, you know, it's it's not a it's not a new concept. It's not like, uh, not to hurt the premium slacks feelings, but it's not like people have never done full league drafts before. It seems like something we do every offseason. But they're a blast. They're a lot of fun to do because they allow us to view the league in a way that we don't get too often because when when we think of Patrick Mahomes, we think about him on the Chiefs. You know, When we think about Kyler Murray, we think about him on the Cardinals. Or when we think about anybody, we think about what they've been like on that team. It's really cool to get to see these guys and try to take them away from that environment and be like, wow, if we could see what we've seen now,
1: where were they going to draft? So that was a lot of fun. I, you know how I feel about these. I think they're the coolest thing in the entire world. I would do these to go to sleep at night if I could. I feel like you do. I sit in my bed and I go, Kyler, Carson, Dak, who would I pick? <laughs> and dream about it. I'm not so sure that you sleep
0: because the other night when you and I were playing Warzone on Call of Duty, which, people, there might be a stereotype out there that exists that Ben might be not good at video games. There's probably some people out there who think that Ben would be really good at video games. But for those who are haters Ben led our squad in kills and damage in a win two nights ago my first win ever (laughs) my guy was on one Ben had I think it was nine or ten kills and more than two more than two thousand
1: damage I have never felt more like you know like the mean like this is what peak male performance looks like (laughs) But the reason I was, I- <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I was just locked in. I was just like, like that game ended, and I was like, I could eat a bull moose with my bare hands. <laughs> I <was> so am. <laughs> but the reason I brought that up is because we were playing, and it was
0: like midnight. Like it was twelve thirty or, or right around midnight, and you were like, "Yeah, I got to chart two games of Jared Goff after this." I'm like, "What? Why are you playing? Go finish your work."
1: What? I I uh, I struggle sleeping. I'm not good at it. I don't like it. It's boring. So I just stay up and then wake up and then just continue doing that. And then I crash. And then I repeat the cycle and a generally unhealthy process.
0: Yeah. And then when I ask you at like 9 a.m. when normal humans are up, hey, when do you want to record the podcast? And I don't get a response till 1130.
1: Big crash, baby.
0: (laughs) That's why. Guys, next week, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. It is the moment when Ben and I turn the page to the 2020 NFL Draft Class. We are very, very excited. The what Draft Class? The 2021 NFL Draft Class. There it is. What did I say?
1: 2020?
0: 2020. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we are
1: rewinding. we got
0: 300 players done. It's no problem. We are starting our 2021 Summer Scouting Series. I had a blast going through this last year. Hopefully, you guys did as well. What we're going to do is every single day of the week for... The foreseeable future, but probably, you know, the next two months before what we hope is training camp and the preseason rolls around. We're going to go down every single position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Ben and I are going to watch, I don't want to say as many guys as we can, but we're going to watch a lot of the notable guys. We're going to watch uh, at, at least five players, and a lot of times we're probably watching closer to 10. We're going to discuss what we've seen, we're going to discuss our scouting notes in the middle of the week, and then at the end of the week, Ben and I are always going to rank what we have because I think it's it's very fun for us to have a scouting preseason ranking and then kind of look back on it, what we thought these guys might have been uh, and then what they ended up turning out to be. It's one of my favorite times of year. I'm so excited to get to it. Make sure you tune in Monday. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here unlocked Locked on NFL Draft.